0: What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew.
1: Welcome.
0: Yes, welcome. And and shout out to everybody that we ran into in North Carolina for CIAA. Hey, people. We had an amazing time. I love going out to CIAA. I love going to North Carolina. The weather was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everything was just right. The parties were energy. amazing. Great energy. The only thing I know Gia hates is they closed the Hermes door out there. <laughs> <laughs> they closed that store, I believe, in January. So no more attending that store, going to yes, that store. I
1: won't get to see my buddy Herb anymore.
0: Yeah, but we still I had an amazing Herb. time.
1: Yes, we did.
0: And um, what I wanted to talk about today and start talking about today, we actually have a special guest joining us uh, in a little bit, is keeping the sex life Alive, or should I say keeping the sex life spicy?
1: Spicy. Yes, spicy. <laughs> Is our sex life spicy to you?
0: Um, I would say it's gumbo with, uh, what's the hottest pepper they make? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I don't cook. I don't know anything about the peppers. Cayenne pepper? Cayenne pepper
1: isn't hot like oh. that.
0: Uh,
1: don't compare me to cayenne pepper. All right,
0: let's say <laughs> if you put, what's the when she goes, um, uh, it's the hot sauce commercial what? where they go, I put that shit on everything. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know that that hot no. sauce commercial? No, I don't know that. Somebody's going to be like, I know what that is. I think it might be pizza or something. <laughs> pizza? But, oh, but let's okay. talk, let's talk about our sex life and how we, uh, keep our sex life spicy.
2: Mm-hmm. There's
0: many different ways. Okay. I mean, we do like, for, you know, and the reason I'm talking about it is because over the weekend, you know, I, I think our sex life is better when we're out of town. Always. We don't have to worry about kids knocking on the door or right. not even knocking on the door, just opening Bursting the door. Bursting in, right. Uh, we don't have to worry about ruining sheets. <laughs> what? No, because you get wet and then the sheets get wet. Right. And then we could just leave after and then they got to change the sheets. That's pretty disgusting. We you change think about our sheets, it, dummy. The housekeeper got to change the sheets. <laughs> but she doesn't know what happened. And they know it's your wet way because it's no, wet. No, they don't. By
1: that time, it's, you know, it's good. It's, it's okay by the time the sheets get changed.
0: And um, and also, for some reason, I don't know where the hotels get those soft-ass pillows.
1: Listen, we need to figure that out. Like, those pis- those pillows are special pillows. No, they are. The, the comforters or special comforters, I've tried. I've bought down comforters and duvets and the extra sheets. And I've bought the hotel-grade pillows. And it's never like it is in the hotel. I'm not going to It lie. can't just be me.
0: After I nut, or I, I should say the correct way, Great. orgasm, mm-hmm. and you lay into those pillows, you feel like you're, you feel like you're floating. You feel like
1: you're having <laughs> I know.
0: Now, this weekend, we, we checked. We actually counted. There was seven layers of... Of sheets.
1: Yeah. Well sheets, comforters, duvets, there was all types of What's extra stuff in. A duvet is pretty much like a slip that you put over a down comforter Why? that makes it beautiful. Why because it's easy because You can change the look of your comforter more more often if you use a duvet. And you can wash a duvet, whereas washing a down comforter can be cumbersome and more difficult. So Uh. if you just wash your duvet every week and a half or send it to the cleaners every week and a half, every two weeks, then it's always... Fresh. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm only staying at a hotel with duvets now. <laughs> if if, you, if there's no duvet in my hotel, I ain't staying.
1: Okay. I want a duvet. That's your new standard? That's my okay. new standard.
0: Now, we were talking about, you know, spicing up the sex life. And mm-hmm. we do many different things. Okay. Um, One is You're not going to
1: divulge everything, are you? No, just, just... Okay. We have
0: a guest coming. So, we'll, let's... let's. I'm just talking about... No, I'm about just kidding. What we did this weekend.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: Now, um... There's some things I do. I try to pound gear out as hard as I can to see if the person next door can hear it. I do that a lot.
1: I know that's the reason why you do that. Uh, no. I don't I don't particularly love that, but um, <laughs> just for, you know, dramatic effect, I mm-hmm. think that's cool. But that act isn't particularly Satisfying to me or full of pleasure for me. It's just, it's just like the savagery. It's just fun of for it. Me. But I know that you do that because you want. I think it turned you on. To think that the people next door can hear what's going on in our room.
0: Oh, you know what I do is we we order room service and we get it in right before the room service comes, so I can try to <laughs> make you scream right right, right when they are at the door okay, and they got to knock it, and that stop awkward it, feeling. Stop it, stop. And then when they come Just in the room right now. and you ain't got no clothes on but you are under the sheet <laughs> and they like, sir, would you like to pay for this? And they don't want to look at you, but they really want to look at you like that. Like I get an enjoyment out of that.
1: You're a little bit of a voyeur. Yeah, I think you're a little bit of a voyeur.
0: Or even this weekend we're going through a couple things no, no
1: no 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 a voyeur is the person that watches you're a little bit of an exhibitionist
0: Oh, that's what you are whatever even this weekend I don't know if you realize like I open up the blinds mm-hmm. and I walk around naked and I want to see who's watching and I, and I, we have sex right when the blinds is open so when people are staying at different floors they can look in and see
1: nobody can see if they're on different floors only the people across yeah but they can see the down, way. in tower you right mean the room. building across the street yeah, is what you mean yeah, oh, okay yeah yeah and, and, I mean I like I like the idea of that, but you know, I don't want to be sitting right because the windows in the room that we were staying in were ceiling to floor. Right. So I kind of like being a little bit backed away where you kind of feel as though people can see, but they can't actually see.
0: Only problem with that is if they're taping. <laughs>
1: I said they I can't tired. actually see. Oh, okay. They can't if they actually see. But they try to see, see it.
0: Like, if I want, well, like, because I, I can't, well, I get tired fast. I'm getting old, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you think you get tired nah, fast? Nah, nah,
0: I don't get tired fast. Okay. I get a whole two minutes in before I get tired now. The two minutes? All right. That's
1: that's not impressive, babes. No. I don't
0: want to share that. But really, like, some of the things that we spice up is we role play. Uh huh. And this weekend, <laughs> <it's> so funny.
1: <laughs>
0: this weekend, uh huh. I was the patient (laughs) and you was the sexy nurse.
1: Okay, so during the months leading up to Halloween, I buy a whole lot of cute, sexy costumes and I pull them out throughout the year and then I'll like surprise him with something. His only requirement is heels. Gotta have heels. As on. long as I have heels on, he is a happy camper. Absolutely. But I'll bust out a sexy little a sexy little outfit and I'll come out of the bathroom already in character mm-hmm. and he just falls in line and then we kind of go through that you know for some time before you know it's like the whole build up to it
0: right so now this this is <laughs> I'm we tell it a lot but we tell lot. a lie. Who cares? so now this is it so now I'm in bed right and I'm acting like it's a hospital bed and she comes over
1: hey, hey <laughs> don't do my voice
0: like, you know, is everything all right? And I'm and I'm like, yeah, I'm having a problem. You know, I'm feeling real ill and I'm trying to figure out how to solve it. And you're like, well, what's your problem?
2: How can I, I don't sound like help?
0: that. And I'm like, like well, it's a, it's a big problem. I'm kind of embarrassed, you know, and you're like, well, what's... What's the problem? I can help you out. I can get help. I can get another doctor. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, just you. I just just need you to help me out right now. And then you're like, well, is it a headache? Do you need an aspirin? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's 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 not a, a headache. You're Like, do you have any pain? And I'm like, yeah, you
3: can go through the whole pain. dialogue.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> you be like, well, what is it? And I go, well, it's this big dick, and I pull the shoes off. Right? You're so stupid,
1: Rashad. It's Sean. the truth. Why are you so stupid? It's the truth. Fast forward.
0: It's the truth, and then we go into character, and then she has to help me with my problem. I have this big, huge. I know people are like this is Wait, too much Sean, information, but it's the truth. Dude. You have this this like, big, huge erection, and you have to help me with my erection. <laughs>
1: I have to rectify the problem. You have to rectify uh-huh. the problem and uh-huh.
0: you know you you know complete the task if you're able to help me <laughs> rectify the task. Now if you can't, you know, stop the erection from being hard, then you lose.
1: Uh-huh. that but, wouldn't have done my job. Right,
0: but you right. always you always do your job. Baby. <laughs> You, you always do your job. But that's type the type of things that we do to spice up our, you know, sex life. If Not to say that it, it's boring, but we don't. Like, that's what we do. We do things that's out of the ordinary and fun and...
1: Spontaneous. That's
0: spontaneous. Next time...
1: You have an idea for next gonna time? You're going to be the patient. I'm going to be the patient. I'm going to be the doctor. And what's going to be my problem? What's going to be my ailment?
0: I don't know, but we're going to have to check your temperature. I'm going to have to stick a thermometer in your ass. <laughs>
1: Like, why is it what? always like? What? What is up with you and that?
0: I don't know. It just seems fun. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm in control.
1: Uh huh.
0: I don't know. All right. But that's what we do. You know. I'm
1: gonna we, ask. I'm gonna ask Michelle Hope about that.
0: Well, let, let's let's bring her in right now. A little now. bit later. You gonna bring see. her in right now? All right. Well, let's bring her in. Our. Uh, official sexpert, Miss Michelle Hope. Hello.
3: Hello. How are Hello, you? Hello.
0: How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm
3: good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. No, Our thank pleasure. you for coming.
0: Now, right before you walked in, we talked about spicing up Relationships and spicing up the sex life, and over the weekend we were telling the story about how Gear and I role play sometimes. Love it. Over the weekend, she was the nurse, I was the patient, and she had to help me with my erection. I love it. That's yeah, so that that's type of the, the, the things that we do. So we wanted to ask you before we started, what makes you a sex expert?
3: Um, you know, a lot of people are ask, did you just? fuck a lot to become a sex sexpert. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I actually read a lot of books.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I, I went to school and studied mar- marriage family therapy in grad school with a specialization of African-American family studies. And I loved it. But then I started to realize... African-Americans and people of color don't often go to mental health workers because of the stigma. And I also realized as I was going through the process that therapy is great. I encourage people to do it, Mm -hmm. but I really wanted to give people tangible skills. Mm -hmm. So I switched uh, my major mid through midway through my uh, program to go to human development with an emphasis in adult learning. Okay. because I want to teach people how to have the skill set to have great sex Great love and to better understand sexuality. So when they have kids that start going through puberty, Mm -hmm. they're not like or they're freaking out about like, oh, shit, I remember what I did when I was that age. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you applied this knowledge to your life? Girl, those who cannot do teach. Okay. I can, I can say that. I mean, <laughs> I oftentimes have a lot of really great dating stories, and um, I really have been a participatory researcher mm-hmm. in some extent, and I've done some of the outlier. Things mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who are DOMs, mm-hmm. um, so I under- DOMs. Yeah, they work in like dungeons and they're dominatrix. Dominatrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, um I have kind of done the research in a participatory fashion, but oftentimes it's usually books, literature. I really like journals. I think that people don't know the science enough, and they're not given like medically accurate information. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when they're offered medically accurate information, it's so boring. That mm-hmm. I wouldn't even want to pay attention. So I want to use this opportunity and platforms like this to be a translator. Um, a lot of the information that's out there is not geared towards people of color, mm-hmm. which is why we we won't listen, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, for me, it's really about telling my stories because I'm in my mid-30s. I'm single. I'm educated. I'm a woman of color. Um, dating sucks. I've lived here. I've lived in Los Angeles. So I, I kind of see these these polar opposites of cities. Okay but then a lot of parallels and a lot of similarities. Um, and I just, you know, want to spread a little black black girl magic and have y'all having mm-hmm. great orgasms and things. So
0: I would be scared of you, see, because you, you studied sex... You know sex. Mm-hmm. So that means I have to go over and beyond to please you every single time. Like I don't wanna have to like there has to be a, a lazy day. Like you're talking dungeons and dorms. No lazy days and all that other stuff. No like, lazy days. She she knows too much. <laughs> you know, it, like you you can't like me and you, we figured it out with each other. But uh-huh. like oh I can't put my penis here, it doesn't she doesn't like this. Or <laughs> She doesn't like Don't that. Don't put it
1: on her forehead. Don't put it on
0: her forehead. Like <laughs> right. but with you, you it's
1: too much. Do you find that you intimidate people once they find out what you
3: do for a living? Absolutely. You know, um first it's the, you know, you meet somebody at a bar or out and they're like, Oh, what do you do? And then you tell them and then I think immediately they jump to, oh, she's had a lot of sex. Right. Not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, she knows a lot. Not necessarily true, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, a lot of times people do get intimidated. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what you said, envy is like, oh, she knows too much. But it's not, I'm not dressing up in latex and mm-hmm. anticipating. But that, that's
0: what it sounds like to me. It's, it sounds is like your, latex. Is your whips? title? A sexologist.
3: Yeah, which, that is your title. Yeah, right. which basically means. I mean, expert sounds a whole lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a sexologist, in essence, is somebody who studies human sexual behavior, and right. and that's what I do. And you know, you could call me a sex worker because mm-hmm. every day, all day, all I do is study human sexual behavior. And there's this huge spectrum of sex work that we don't we don't really talk about. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to denigrate other people who are in sex work. So I just kind of am like, yeah, I, uh, to, to some extent, I am a sex worker. I'm not a hands on sex worker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't teach tantra. I could. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I like the idea of couples figuring it out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad
1: that you just brought that up because. I mentioned Tantra to Rashawn about a week ago. Mm -hmm. A long time ago, he bought me a book Mm -hmm. on Tantra. And he said, maybe this is something that we should get into. Mm -hmm. And I guess we got distracted, probably, Mm -hmm. because you brought it home and we never actually opened the book. And I said, you know what? I'm going to blow the dust off of that book and thumb through it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's something that we can add to our sexual repertoire. What are your thoughts on Tantra? Well,
0: Side note. You're fucking crazy. You turn this heat on. It is fucking <laughs> an oven in here. Are
1: you comfortable? She, no, she's sweating. Well, because she was up.
3: rushing to get here. Oh it feels good to me. Do you, you don't feel mean, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll sit in a sweat box. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Like, I'll lose a couple pounds. That's fine.
1: It's okay. No all right. I'm outnumbered. It's okay. It
3: might just be hot in here because the subject matter too. No, it's okay. hot in here. She
1: turns the heat on. It's too hot. So, so
3: how do you define Tantra? Well, I think Tantra is about a connection. It's kind of more than just a physical connection, it's mm-hmm. a spiritual and an emotional um, connection, and a lot of it has to do with an ability to be patient and breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people are like, "Ooh, tantra we gonna be swinging from the rafters." Not necessarily. It's it's really about connecting your mind with your body. Now, remember, your brain is the most important part of sex, right? So, for you two, it could be really. You guys could have some really intimate, intimate opportunities to take your sex to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, for new couples, they could get into that, but it really takes practice and it takes time so and what a is, commitment.
0: What is Tantra? What is it? I bought the book, but I don't know what it is. I, I, <laughs> well, she just don't. said
3: it's um, it's like connecting
1: and breathing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of like reaching a different level of intimacy kind of like how I guess meditation yes. might get people to a different heightened level of awareness awareness yeah. and openness and you're you're just kind of I don't know
3: maybe more accepting of things your your senses are probably more heightened oh. I think it's really honestly it's I think it's really about breath work and you know if you believe in your chakras again this is like You got to be really on another level. It's very spiritual. And it's really about prolonging the space right before orgasm. So Mm -hmm. prolonging that plateau phase because we all have like a human sexual response cycle. And men, um, oftentimes people say, oh, I, I, I had eight orgasms. Okay, so maybe but men can have an, can can't have orgasms back to back so mm-hmm. you have an orgasm and then you'll lose your erection mm-hmm. and that's called a refractor refractory period stage, right. and some people's is very very quick and some people's you know the older you get the longer that takes mm-hmm. um, and when you're into like tantra it's the idea of holding the space right before you orgasm um, <laughs> and having like mind orgasms Mm -hmm. versus actual physical orgasms. So you're inhibiting your body from ejaculation, but you're still experiencing orgasm.
0: Now, We get a lot of questions all the time. How do you spice up your sex life after you've been with your partner for a long time? How do you keep things spicy? What would you, I guess, suggest to people to keep their relationship spicy?
3: Well, you guys brought it up in the very beginning. I always think role play is a great Mm go-to because it gives you an opportunity to explore different dimensions of who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we as people are one-dimensional. Like, I can show up and I can be like, hey, I'm Michelle Hope, but I think that Michelle Hope has a Sasha Fierce. Mm -hmm. She has a... You know, uh, Debbie does whatever city. She Mm -hmm. has a Jenny Mm -hmm. McCarthy. And I think that when you start doing role play, you're able to kind of explore that. Mm -hmm. Um, Another recommendation is really using fantasy, not just role play. Um, Things like Tantra or things like BDSM, Um, you know, Fifty Shades Darker or Fifty Shades of Grey really talked and taught us culturally what uh, BDSM is. But that's like what does it stand for? uh, Bondage discipline, sadomasochism.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and, you know, there's different levels. There's different, like, things you can be into. I mean, another thing is switching your power dynamics. So if um and you are usually more dominant in the bedroom, I think Usher made a song, Switching Places. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. a woman, it's not necessarily role play. It's not like, hey, call me Tamika. Right. It's like... I'm going to be more aggressive. Great things to do um women or men cuz I want to make sure we're we're being really non heteronormative here. So you have your partner, you beat them home maybe when they walk in the door. Um if you are in a heterosexual relationship, I always like to call it the the uh, drop to your knees and get, drop down on it you know the mm-hmm. idea that as soon mm-hmm. as you walk in the door hey honey can you come in the kitchen and there's no one no kids there and you just drop down and you give your partner oral sex mm-hmm. without them even knowing it's coming um, I think is great I also like the blow and go so they're watching football there's nobody around you <laughs> give a blow job they ejaculate and you just get up and leave right or you um, perform cunnilingus and then they um, orgasm, bounce. and you just bounce. And you don't <laughs> right. say anything about it. You don't, and especially if you find yourself having a routine, mm-hmm. like a sex routine, um, that gives you an opportunity to break out of it. Also, sexting. I think sexting for couples that have been together a long time is awesome. It is, and and a part of the other reason is because again, the brain is the most important. So you mm-hmm. know he she's got to be at work early. Start sending kind of erotic text messages at the beginning of the day. Yes. And by the time your partner gets home, she's ready to explode, yeah, it's only yeah. popping. It's because right. all day they've been thinking about this. That's experience. for me, that's um, the most fun
1: kind of sex that we have or you know the best like I'm going to reach my best orgasm when you send me a pic from work or earlier or if you start texting me things saying I'm going to do this or I want to do that or you know I was thinking about when we did this because at that point my mind is already on that path and those images pop up for me and that's where my thoughts are going so the entire day whether it's consciously or subconsciously I'm anticipating it. So I'm already turned on. I'm already horny. I'm already, my body physically is already ready for it. So then when you touch me, it's like it's I spend the whole time pretty much trying to hold back or trying to think about other things like a guy would typically do because I'm that turned on. Yep. So sex can really start early in the day and is that what you were referring to when you said sex doesn't begin in the
3: bedroom but rather in the moments before the first date? Absolutely. Okay. Definitely because another thing people don't do often enough is they don't they don't talk about sex. They don't talk about their desires mm-hmm. before they hop in the bedroom. So, you know, you're a lot of us are on dating apps. We're on these dating apps and, you know, you go on a couple dates and the next thing, you know, you sucking and fucking, which is fine to each his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if we would stop because I get a lot of letters like my wife isn't into this, my wife is or my partner isn't into that. My partner's not into this. Right. And I'm like. Well, before you got in the bedroom, you didn't ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if we would talk about sex more before we got into the bedroom, I think one, we wouldn't have as much apprehension because you would have already set your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Two, you wouldn't have an experience where you were unsatisfied because, again, you were very vocal about what you like and what you don't like. And number three, if you've and and this is the biggest one, if you've already been really honest and open about your boundaries, what you like and what you don't like, and somebody crosses those boundaries the first time you have sex, you can kind of make an assumption. okay, this person is clearly not concerned about my needs. And maybe this isn't the right relationship for me moving forward because I think a lot of people forget it's as good as it's going to get at the very, very beginning, I think, the idea of the courtship. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of glows for a little bit. And you, you too would be able to answer this better, but you have to work at keeping that spice there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, we 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 I mean, we do a lot of things. Like, I mean, sometimes we'll pick a random porno and then reenact the scene.
3: Love it. <laughs> That's
1: yeah. just
0: something new. You know, sometimes... Or
1: we do it along with it. We'll yeah, be watching and, and do it along with it.
0: And sometimes we'll do, like, we'll do the pass. Like, for our anniversary, I might give Gia a pass where, you know, you know something on, on a handwritten card where she can have whatever she wants whenever she wants no matter what it is. Whether we're having an argument or she's watching The Bachelor. If she wants me to go down on her, she got it. If Love she wants it. me to lick her ass, she got it. Awesome. She, sorry. Sorry. Well, whatever <laughs> she wants, I will absolutely positively do. So th- those are some of the things. Cause people always ask, how do you spice up the relationship after so long, 15 years, 20 years, 10 years, how do you keep it going? But one more thing I, I wanted to, to to ask is you mentioned that there's things that people like or they desire that, you know, not necessarily they know how to do. So now what, what about if you're in a relationship, and your girlfriend, your wife, your fiance doesn't know how to give head. You know, how How do you teach that? How do you learn how to give head? How do you learn? You no, know, how did you learn? Like, you, <laughs> it's, it's not a book. Like, you don't ask your mom. Just curious. Um, See, because guys learn from, I, I, like, I learned from you. Like, you know, you're doing right. this wrong. Oh, use your lips. Uh, less this, less that. Put your head back. But, you know. <laughs>
1: Well, me, I'm a very sensual person. Mm -hmm. So when we're intimate, I feel as though I'm feeling everything coming off of you. Mm -hmm. So I'm very in tune to the noises that you make, the way that your body moves, the way that you tense up, the way that you relax. So all of those cues gives me insight to what you like and what you enjoy and what you enjoy more than the things that you just typically enjoy. I know what your favorite things are. For me, your body is like a game. Like I know how to play you. You know, I know if I touch you this way, this is what you're going to, this is how you're going to react. If I touch you that way, then you're going to react in a different way. I know that if we don't have much time, I know how to get you there more quickly. I know that if we have a lot of time, like we did this weekend, that I can play with you a lot more or draw out that orgasm. You know, I like to give you pleasure and, you know, I, I play with you a lot, but I know your body so well that it's like a map. So I kind of feel as though I have you under a little spell and your body does what I want it to do. But that's because I'm very in tune with you. So when it comes to oral sex, um, I just pay, always paid attention to those cues. And for me, it's like it's what feels right.
0: Now, for a woman who doesn't know how to give head, like, Mm -hmm. do they grab a banana? Do they grab an eggplant? Like, what do they do?
3: I mean, okay. So, I've seen a lot of classes on blowjobs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's classes out there. (laughs) um, And I think that's great. But what we have to remember is no banana or eggplant or man is the same. Right. So, they're not Mm going to like it the same way. And, And my advice, this is really about the person receiving, you've got to be vocal. Mm-hmm. You have to tell your partner. That
0: got to be hard, though. If, you, if your person is not doing it right, but like, you know what? It, it's not.
3: Faster, hard. Because slower. you tell me all the
0: time. You'd be like, nope, use your lips.
3: Yeah. <laughs> More, yeah you, mean, you tell me Look all there. Look there. Yeah. I think, <laughs> you got to put in that work. But I think, would right. like, up, 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 down, over, left. Right. I think people are afraid to, to say stuff. It's like, embarrassing. Why? Let me tell you something. For if a you, lot
1: of people it's embar- it's embarrassing to tell someone to give them a direction right. and I think it's embarrassing to receive it because if you're on the receiving end right. then the thought is oh what I was doing he didn't he didn't just like or she didn't just like. So you kind of feel intimidated when someone is giving you directions because as a giver you want to feel as though you know everything, as though you've got this under control. So to hear it is, an, is embarrassing. And I think as the person that's giving the direction, you know that you're embarrassing the
3: person by telling them
1: it's not quite it. So it's embarrassing for you as well.
3: I mean, I know I'm in here rolling my eyes and y'all can't see that. But the, the problem with that is, is how many times have I gotten letters from people like or heard stories like, oh, girl, that person was awful in bed. And I'm like, but did you tell them? And they're like, no, I just stopped calling them. And I was like, well, once again, you done sent that person back out into Mm -hmm. the world (laughs) thinking that they Casanova over here. And I think that if you're too uncomfortable to tell somebody what you like in bed, Mm because it's embarrassing, perhaps you're not ready to get in bed with them. Because when it comes to sex... Um, but it's about maturity. Yeah. You, know, like, it's about
1: mature. you have to feel comfortable with that embarrassment. You know, I'm an over-communicator. I communicate every thought that goes through my mind with Rashawn. But my question is... So, but most people, I don't think, have reached that level of security or maturity where they can communicate that. And I can recognize that for people it is embarrassing.
3: And and I agree with you. But, but what I want to encourage and embolden in people to do, you know, we had a brief discussion. You said you two have been together 22 years. Right. There's a reason you're together 22 years. Oh no, it was
0: fucked up. She was faking orgasms on me and all that. Like (laughs) It was bad. It was like I didn't know what I was doing. You
3: have to get to that place. Right. Right. So maybe you got to fake it Mm -hmm. for a little bit and then you drop subtle hints. Again, it goes back to communicating, you know, Um, talking about what you like sexually is not a problem and and you shouldn't be embarrassed but at the same time, remember that what you might have liked sexually with your last partner is not necessarily what you're going to like with this new partner. Absolutely. Um, This person's because every single penis is different. Every single vagina is different. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you got somebody who got a little Captain Hook going on, you're not going to be able to do all the same positions that your last partner who didn't have a curve Mm -hmm. or your last partner who's, who's, um, vagina wasn't as deep or was deeper you're not gonna be able to do the same stuff you know I, I re, just today I got a letter from somebody like what do you do if your penis is too big and it hurts your partner like you're gonna have to adjust but I like going to pound town I'm sorry sir pound town might not be accessible with this new partner <laughs> mm-hmm. I
0: was just talking about pound town you know see, see for a man a pound makes you feel like you're in control. <laughs> it makes you feel like you're king. Like, you know, we'll go to a hotel room and I hear the door close in the next room and I'll go into pound town because I want the neighbors to hear everything. You know? Right. But that's just it's ego.
1: It is ego. It's And ego. I mean, it, it's cool for me because I know that you're enjoying that. So I'm not really enjoying it
0: physically. I'm enjoying it because I'm hearing you yell and I'm knowing that they're <laughs> hearing
1: you. But whichever way right. you enjoy that, so that turns you on, whether it's the physical nature or, you know, the mental nature of it, mm-hmm. you're enjoying it. So me personally, from a physical perspective... That's never going to make me orgasm. Right. Never, ever. It never has. It never will. I like a slow intimate where I can feel every last bit of you type of feeling that will get me there. But it's kind of like a give and take mm-hmm. when, when you're in a sexual relationship and you're intimate, it's kind of like a dance, Yes, you know, where I know you, I know what turns you on, you know, me, you know, what turns me on. Our timing should be in step with one another and our desires should be in step with one another. And what you said um, before, I think that you can have two people and both of those people can leave their sexual experience like, oh, my God, he was awful. Oh, my gosh, she was awful. But each of those people can be another person's treasure. Because it's not just about the hook of the penis or how you are physically. It can be about two people's connection and their chemistry. I might love the look on your face when... We engage in X, Y, and Z, or I might just love the way that you look at me. There are different things that constitute chemistry and. That can draw two people together. So, two people that think that they're each other's worst can be another person's best, based solely on chemistry, connection, attraction, Mm -hmm. how someone reacts to you, or something that you do.
3: It's not just about physicalities. No.
0: Now, is connection? That's that's another question. Is connection everything when it comes to sex?
3: Well, the brain is the most important part, but 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 just because I have a mental connection with somebody doesn't necessarily mean the physical will always be there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it can get you there, but let's face it: sometimes hot, dirty, nasty sex with the stranger is great. It can be if it's sure. you know consensual on mm-hmm. both parties, and you're protecting yourself. Um, but I think that yeah, sex is always better when there's a deeper connection. But but I don't want people out there to be like, that's not true because I just. Bangtown. I just went to Poundtown with so-and-so and it was great mm-hmm. and I think that is rooted in the idea that this is taboo maybe I shouldn't be doing that but again that goes back to the mind of course it's all mm-hmm. about what we're thinking in our minds you know and like like you said one person's sexual trash is another person's nutty treasure mm-hmm. and that is a great space to be in but I think talking about that And really communicating, hey, I really like it. And and now when it comes to pound town, for you, um, it might not turn you on, but you can have a cervical orgasm.
1: Oh, no, it it does turn me on. But not to The idea of it Ah. turns me on. I like it, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not going to orgasm orgasm from that act
3: specifically and some see most women orgasm with clitoral penetration and there's a reason for that i mean the clitoris ha- has about, houses about five thousand nerves and that is where all that that kind of pleasure sensory is now there are there are other types of orgasms you can have you can have nipple orgasms you can have mouth orgasms you can have cervical orgasms which are like really deep orgasms mm-hmm. um, that stem from you know uh, penetration not actual penetration because you're never going to be able to penetrate the cervix But, you know, stimulation and hitting that cervix. Some say that that's the deepest orgasm you can have because it is basically like a a penis or a, a, um, a dildo or whatever is knocking at the door of the womb.
1: When you say a cervical orgasm, yep. is that the same as just an orgasm through intercourse that has nothing to do with the clitoris? Um, it,
3: it, it Okay, so even though you think that you're having a vaginal orgasm, and it's different for every person. Everybody's vagina is different. Most of the time, even though it's a vag- vaginal orgasm, it's because there's been some type of stimulation to the clit. Now, you can have a, um, like I said, a cervical orgasm, and that's like Kegel exercises we sometimes talk about mm-hmm. or pelvic floor. And and for a man, um, that would be like when you feel the woman's vagina clenching your penis. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do enough Kegel exercises, honey, you can pull a condom off with your coochie. But that's mm-hmm. not the lesson for today. I think the lesson is is that, um, <laughs> you know, the Kegels will help women really achieve better orgasms. They're more pleasurable for men. And the idea of, it's like over 80% of or, women orgasm from clitoral stimulation. So another way to spice Are you saying up,
1: that the other 20 cannot they, orgasm through penetration that has nothing to do with the clitoris?
3: No, I think they can, but it's different strokes. But what we see most often in the, in the science is that most women experience orgasm through clitoral pleasure. So if you're struggling to have an orgasm with your partner, might I suggest adding a vibrator, Mm -hmm. you know, putting a little vibration Mm -hmm. on the clitoris while you have a penis inside of you that can really take it to the next level. Um, also always go to the bathroom before you um, have sex, especially for women. And then oftentimes sometimes the big O or like squirting, um, you'll feel like you have to pee and it's kind of your body telling you like, uh, I'm about to orgasm. But oftentimes literature points to um, the squirting as coital incontinence. So instead of, oh, I fucked the shit out of her. No, you really fucked the piss out of me because I squirted <laughs> all over the bed. And it's and and people always, I mean... So okay. there's
0: no difference. So squirting is pee.
3: Pretty much, yes. Wait, 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 wait. wait. How, though? Be, well, See, you did pee on me. That's fine. It's, <laughs> I'm so confused. Sterile. So urine is sterile, so uh-huh. you don't need to worry about that. And there is not, like, men have a prostate. So when we talk about like a, a G-spot orgasm, men have an actual prostate that produces fluid, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. that is a part of the seminal fluid that allows for um, the semen to travel into the sperm. Now I'm getting kind of nerdy, but still men have that. If you're shitty at blowjobs, apply a little pressure to the taint, which is the space between the scrotum and the anus. That's how you can externally stimulate the prostate. And Mm -hmm. then that could maybe heighten a blowjob if you're really bad in it. If you like your blowjobs are like sticking a dick in lukewarm water Might I suggest you play with the balls and uh, do some like um, uh, some massage in that perineum space. But for women, there is no prostate and there's no like sack that holds liquid. Mm -hmm. It's like you got three holes there. You have a a vagina, which the way a vagina gets wet is through congestion. Where blood flows down to the genital area. The brain tells it to because you're starting to get aroused. Then when the blood flows to the genital area, in men, you're going to get an erection. In women, the tissue is going to expand, which is going to express moisture. That's Mm -hmm. how women get wet. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You're not going to have sex and it's making more moisture to to express, to like squirt out. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say, oh, well, it's the skein glands. There are two small glands right at the bottom of the vaginal opening, but that's not going to be enough to like shoot squirt like we, we often
2: mm-hmm.
3: imagine it or see it in porn. The most recent study that was published last January, like or two years ago, January fifteen, said that they did um, ultrasounds on women mm-hmm. um, prior to sex, and then they said empty your, you know, have sex, they orgasm, the big O squirting, and then they ultrasound their bladders again, and the bladders were empty, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with. So it
1: was full before, um, or there was, was fluid was in fluid, the bladder uh-huh. before, and then, then after they squirted, the bladder was empty. Exactly. So where is the
3: connection? Where is it coming from? The urethra. So because like if if I had a diagram of a vagina I could show you but you don't feel it that coming through the urethra. You don't think it's coming through the urethra but you have to remember when you're orgasming you know a, a part the nerves of, are confused everything is, your body basically <laughs> you don't shuts know where down. it's okay. So
0: you did pee on me. Maybe see, I did you know, that time. One of the first experiences of us with sex. <laughs> she peed on me.
3: That's,
1: well, hold on. And I
0: was confused. This we were young. We were about what
1: um, probably sixteen and seventeen. Sixteen and seventeen.
0: Yeah, and she peed on me, and um, <laughs> I was so pissed off. I was you like, you were pissed off. I, literally, <laughs> I literally pissed off.
3: You were pissed on. i was pissed off. Like, like I
0: didn't know what was going. On. I was like, I was like, we just
3: had something. It and you felt peed like
1: on me. a complete. Orgasm. Yeah, it
3: did because he fucked the piss out of you. Mm-hmm. Literally.
1: He, it felt like an orgasm. And we had an argument about it afterwards, and it resulted very negatively that day. And we talked about it on one of these podcasts. But until this conversation, yeah. I thought that it was literally just, you know, vaginal secretion as a result of an orgasm.
3: It is vaginal secretion, but it's still, it's, 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 but it, not it actually, like, its, its source urine. is yeah, the bladder. The, yeah, the source is the but bladder. But it's
1: brought on by orgasm.
3: orgasms. So exactly. If,
0: if, if you with somebody and they piss on you or they piss during sex, that's good.
3: I mean it just means that you've you've had sex to a point where they can can't hold their bladder. I think that's amazing. I think that if okay. you orgasm so I'm hard to
1: pee out of you when we get home. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna make
3: sure I go first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, and then I always recommend that people and for men, men mm-hmm. should um, actually um, urinate prior to sex. And here's why. You can't pee sex. No, no you absolutely can't.
1: No, the valve shuts yeah, off. Yeah, the, well, the that's valve will let it disallows yeah. you from yeah. being able to do that.
3: But um if you're and I never recommend that people you Use the pull-out method unless they're in a monogamous relationship and both parties have been tested. But if you're choosing to use the pull-out method with a monogamous partner and you've both been tested, um, I always urge men to use the bathroom prior to sex because um, seminal fluid and urine come from the same place. It comes out the same place. Pre-ejaculate is actually like cleaning. The urethra, because um uh, seminal fluid is a base. Urine is an acid. So if you go to the bathroom prior to sex, your urethra is lined with urine mm. and it is not as sustainable for semen to be able to live through the exposure of that acid. So pre-cum cleans, it's like rolling out the red carpet for the full ejaculate mm. so there isn't acid. Because let's face it, once it gets into the vagina, the vagina's immune or the Woman's immune system starts to kill off semen as soon as it hits the right. vagina because it thinks it's a v- invader, which it mm-hmm. is. Um, so, you know, you, you going to the bathroom prior can kind of, you know, reduce a little bit of risk or fear of risk with um, pre-ejaculate. And then always go to the bathroom afterwards because you might have a little bit of bacteria. In your urethra, both men and women, whether you're using condoms or not, um, you want to make sure you can clean out that urethra so you don't get a UTI because those are freaking awful.
0: Now, Now, question now. In a lot of relationships, people feel like they have to orgasm every time they have sex for it to be as successful. Is that, that true?
3: No, because just in the same way you don't have to orgasm every time to have a successful sex experience, not every marriage will last that was successful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can have a really great marriage that it just came to an end, just like sex. You can be having really great sex and it just come to an end and it, you don't have to orgasm. And I, I don't that people should put so much pressure on each other to be like, Oh, what did I do? What did I do? first of all, Boo kitty? It might not be about you. <laughs> Maybe they were really into sex, but then something popped up in their mind. Remember, the mind is the most important thing, mm-hmm. and they're thinking about work, so they're not able to reach orgasm, but um, they want to please their partner.
1: But it's very rare do you find that men will end an end in sexual experience without having an orgasm.
3: Honestly, girlfriend, let me tell you, it's not as rare as you might think. um, Based on the letters that I get, but I think that that a lot of people are watching too much porn. What do you mean? So, a lot of people watch a lot of porn, and they're like, and I get a lot of letters. I'm I'm struggling to reach climax with my partner, or I'm struggling to keep an erection from men. From yes, from men with my partner, and I always like the first question I always ask is, how much porn are you watching? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, it's a lot. And what's happening is your They're brain... are becoming desensitized totally. to the actual experience. of With their partner. Well, how yes. much is
0: a lot of porn for people out there listening? Because they might say, okay, well, I watch a porn a day or I watch five a, a week. Or,
3: well, I'm not saying that there's a maximum or minimum number you should be consuming. But if it's starting to inhibit your ability to ha- have or sustain erection without porn, um, you need to probably pull back on the point. Yeah. Um, that's one. And even for women, cause like I've heard this women with like vibrators. Yes.
1: I was just about to say that Yeah, that was my experience. Yeah. It got to a point where I think I was using my vibrator so much that it was beginning to desensitize me from the actual physical sex, sexual relationship with him. Yep. Um, because I was getting used to that level, that quick of high. stimulation, yep. exactly. So then here comes this nice slow, steady mm-hmm. love making human oh, being, fuck, that vibrated and in. it was like You're
0: throwing that shit out the window. I was
1: <laughs> my body just at one point just couldn't. Yep, it couldn't respond yep. in the same way. So I literally had to lay off, but I was able to identify it. Yeah, I'll and I had to, yeah, and I was able to identify it, and I just said, you know what, I'm going to go for quite some time without even looking at it. Yep, and it worked. Yep, it worked. I became more in tune with you and the sensations that your body was providing, as opposed to this
3: outside mechanism. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And with porn, what people don't understand is it can really impact the gray matter in your brain. Like porn can really, really impact the gray matter. What in do you your mean by brain. gray matter? So um, <clears throat> it can actually kind of compromise um, what you think is kind of like you said, what you think is hot and what mm-hmm. you think is is yeah. um, sexy. What people don't understand is our brains are always like pruning. So it's always like cutting out stuff that mm-hmm. we don't need because it's always producing more synapses and more... <clears throat> more connections Mm -hmm. in the brain right and the more you're watching porn the more you're gonna rev up those connections Mm -hmm. and um, once you get it's kind of like dope once you have some really good dope and your nose is wide open you want you're going to chase that high. Right. And eventually, you know, um, a threesome is not enough. Now you're on to gangbang bang pound Right. Town, and right. now you're on to choking. Now you're, now you're Like dope it. won't
1: cut it. Now it has to be heroin. Yes. Heroin yes. won't cut it. Now, now it has to be crack.
3: Else. Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: right. No. It's, and it's the truth. I understand that. Yeah.
3: And a lot of people, because we're not having these conversations, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're, and we're not looking at porn. It, I mean, I watch so much porn. I'm not even going to lie. Goodness gracious. But I also am watching it in a way that's analyzing what is going on. Like, Mm -hmm. how is porn impacting the people that are contacting me for help? And what I've come to is that the acts that you're seeing in porn are not real. Um, I sat on a panel with a porn star and she was like, for every position that you see in a porn and that's like two or three seconds, two or three minutes, you're looking at four to five hours of shooting. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you got a 20 minute porn. Somebody was on set for 13 hours. Mm -hmm. And, and for you to think that women are enjoying that. It's a production. It is a total production. production. It's a put
1: on, it's an act, Mm -hmm. but then you have real people that are getting adapted to that. And, Mm substituting that for reality yeah. and then when they're in their reality they're disappointed yep. because the reality doesn't live up to a porn yep so then that's their dope then they have to go back to that yep. and then it just it's like a domino effect yep. and it keeps escalating yep. and
3: yep. i i think that just just real quick mm-hmm. even with women and men not just the acts of sex not just these sexual acts but also the way genitals look
2: People make these
3: assumptions that like, oh, that's what my pussy lips are supposed to look like. No, 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 no. Pussy lips are like Nemo. There's never (laughs) one side that's the same as the other. Uh But a lot of porn, you know, you see these women with like perfectly... Formed Uh, formed vaginas. Mm -hmm. I have never in my life of life seen a vagina that was that perfectly formed. And, and, you know, what are
0: they doing? They're getting work? Chopped.
3: They're getting work done.
0: Oh, I didn't know women get work on their vaginas. Well, because
1: the lobby, typically on some women, you know, it can hang or Mm -hmm. be droopy or whatever. So the women that she's referring to, they might have it cut, skimmed, filled with a little bit of fat so it's plump and round and it curves in the right spot. And then
3: it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. I
3: I mean, I Mm -hmm. think. I think it's my, production. Yeah, but uh, but <laughs> the other thing is, I want people to like. Uh, this is crazy to me, but I get a lot of adults that have never taken adult women and men that have never taken a hand mirror to their genitals to look. oh. They've mm-hmm. never looked at their own genitals, and I, I incur- never
0: looked at mine. I never looked. I never took a hand mirror to it.
3: Well, I guess you don't necessarily.
0: That's what I got her for.
3: <laughs> what do you mean? I
0: make I make her shave me and all that. Like I
3: think but. that's sexy, <laughs> but I think that people should mm-hmm. look at your vagina and or look at your penis and love it for what it is. Right? Oftentimes, times, who like does size matter? No.
1: I mean, a little bit it can <laughs> of course it matters a little bit it, it doesn't have to. it doesn't have to I don't think it's the end all be all no. you might have a small package and be able to really work it because you might make up for it in sensuality yeah. and other other attributes you that you really may have. have you might really know you how you know to flip what I mean? the bean right but if you have a, a small package and you're whack in every other facet right. of sex then, then you know it's a problem. it can be the problem whereas if you had a larger package, you might have been able to cons- compensate without, you know, the sensuality and other things. Right.
3: If you have a small package mm-hmm. and you have problems finding condoms, a risk reduction technique is to take a, and this is for people who are, you know, extremely you know what's small what's average, well, average what's large is, average is I mean anything above six and a half inches I would say is large because the average really? I mean an average six penis, and a half girl I'm trying to tell you an average penis is only like four to five Stop inches it. erect
1: no way it's
3: not I mean four to five inches
1: <laughs> erect let's look at what four to five is like yeah. I'm giant you guys can't see but yeah it's not like, I'm looking at what I'm guessing four to five inches looks like
3: yeah erect yeah I mean it's what is it an inch and a half non-erect I mean well it depends some are growers some are showers
1: (laughs) she has a saying for everything (laughs) because
3: uh, I I talk about it a lot but I don't I I mean your your average and and don't specifically quote me on four and a half to I would say four and a half to six because I might be a little off with that Um, I don't have notes in front of me but it's not that big furthermore sex on average lasts like three to four minutes Actual penis and vagina sex, Mm -hmm. penetration sex Mm -hmm. before orgasm is not that long. Um, But But it just feels like a long time. It does. It It Four to
1: minutes of constant pounding. Well, foreplay has to be longer than that. We're just talking about actual intercourse. Intercourse, three to four minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're just, if it's, you're, you're pounding, you're breathing, you're mm-hmm. You know, that is actually. A, that's a little bit of time. Yep.
0: I'm going to ask about. Now, you mentioned porn and you mentioned dildos. What about jerking off? Both sides, men and women. Well, men, well women well, we don't, jerk off. Yeah, but you know we don't what I do mean? That. Masturbate. Is, is masturbation something that men shouldn't do a lot?
3: No. I think masturbation is great. Unless you're trying to have a baby.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Right.
3: Because like then you need to save them nuts. Right. But um, <laughs> if you. It, but masturbation can be a great thing. Oftentimes I hear people talk about, Oh, I ejaculate too quickly. Mm-hmm. There are techniques you can do, um, called, uh, edging, which is where you will masturbate until you think you're going to orgasm. And then you stop and you kind of grab the base of your penis and hold until the urge of, um, orgasm go, goes away. And that can actually help you prolong, um, that plateau space mm-hmm. before orgasm. So you can be a longer lover. Um, masturbation with porn I would say you should have a limit but Mm -hmm. if you're just masturbating and using fantasy and using your mind I don't think I think everybody should be masturbating as much as possible no
0: I think I think it's amazing like I I (laughs) Now, I mean, the only problem with me, I only have the same fantasy in my head when I masturbate. It's like it's it's Gia's ass up and she's giving me head. And awesome. that Wonderful. that picture Listen. makes me not like immediately. You got to go to. And then I go to sleep and then I wake up to do my show. Another thing I want to ask is swallowing. Yeah. Is there anything wrong with women swallowing? Is like is too much come in your belly bad or
3: I mean no, it's a natural thing. Actually what a lot of people don't understand is seminal fluid. Remember what we mentioned earlier the prostate creates seminal fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, seminal fluid should Taste a, it smell a little bit like pneumonia, and have a little bit of a sweet <laughs> taste, because the the prostate gland produces fluid that has fructose in it, mm-hmm. because the gametes, which is individual sperm, have to have something to eat to mm-hmm. have the energy to swim through the vagina up um, the uterus and into the fallopian tube. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is unhealthy and they're not eating right or they're smoking a lot or they're drinking a lot, then I could see there's a potential for giving you an upset stomach just Uh because we Mm. are what we eat. Um, You know, some studies and some classes I've taken... They would say swallowing is safer than spitting Why? Be- because you're not keeping the seminal fluid in your mouth as long. Usually when you're giving um, oral copulation and somebody's about to ejaculate, oftentimes the penis is further back into the throat. Once it hits the esophagus, it meets stomach acid. So that can um, really kill off some of the bacteria in the seminal fluid. I
1: thought you were gonna say give you a cavity or something. If you keep oh
3: it. no, no, but I can tell you this. But what, if, yeah, what's the
1: disadvantage for keeping it in your mouth?
3: Well, when we first of all, if you're going on a date, don't brush your teeth what? and do not floss. What? Because you create micro abrasions in the gums that you, you just cannot won't get a see. second date. Well, I mean, <laughs> swish around with some Listerine so your breath ain't funky, uh-huh. but you want a biofilm. Because a biofilm um, it kind of per- is like a secondary barrier to um, any kind of infection. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you that if you swallow, you're never going to get an infection. Or if you swallow, you can't get chlamydia or gonorrhea of the throat because you can. Right. But if you're brushing your teeth, you're allowing for these little tiny micro abrasions um, to adhere. Yeah. And to, to. to let mm-hmm. the bacteria come into your body. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I am always and it's sexy I think when I personally think when women swallow, I also think it's super sexy for women to fake gag. Um if you fake uh,
0: gag. Uh,
2: men okay. love that like mm-hmm. it's
3: so big <laughs> and like
0: <laughs> she practiced that she practiced that oh I
3: practice uh, on a regular basis mm-hmm. yeah I think that you know um, women if you don't like blowjobs, the and you're shitty at them the best way to become better at them is start to tell your mind you love giving them what what creates a shitty blowjob? I mean, I don't have a penis, but if I had to guess, um, teeth teeth are terrible. <laughs> small mouth, small um, lips. Small. I mean, I don't even know if small mouth and small lips because I think you can compensate with extra extra saliva mm-hmm. and the fake gagging. Shoot, if your throat and you got a bad gag reflex, you know, men can really really like that because it you makes like them gagging? feel so big.
0: Um. When you gag, it makes me feel like my shit is super big. A right? lie. Okay. I'd be like, "Yeah, mother,
1: uh, take it." again. Okay. What, it was just what? a. It was
3: just a yes or no.
1: Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I. Th- I mean, I think it's great, and then also eye contact. Mm-hmm. I think if women can understand the power that they can gain from sucking dick it's great Um, I think that if you as a woman um, if you're in a heteronormative relationship and you're going down on your partner and you're sucking dick if you act like you love it Mm -hmm. and you are just like this is the best dick i've never had in my mouth (laughs) with your actions the man is gonna come really quick and he's Mm -hmm. never gonna be but if you just put your i wish that you could see this if you just put it in your mouth and then i'm like or licking it like an ice cream cone come on now Mm -hmm. get in there get dirty um one time i had somebody tell me that their partner they were like yeah it was the first time i'd ever seen a saturn ring on a face because their partner had used so much saliva that this mm. saliva stain <laughs> had like expanded across their face, and they called it like a Saturn ring. Uh-huh. And they were like, "It was the best blowjob I'd ever gotten." I I don't think that blowjobs are the place to be proper. Mm-hmm. I I don't mm-hmm. even think the bedroom is necessarily the place to be proper. Let let all those you know respectability politics go out the window and just get down, get dirty, get nasty. Well, let's like, ask
1: the guy in the room. Yeah. So, what makes for a good blowjob?
0: Um I mean w- wetness. Yeah. I mean you do blow jobs differently. Sometimes it's very wet. Sometimes you play with the balls a lot. Sometimes you play with that area between the balls and the ass. Sometimes you lick the ass. Awesome. I mean you asked. I mean, you know, awesome. so it's it's many different things. Sometimes <laughs> it's fast, sometimes it's using your hands, sometimes it's no hands, sometimes it's playing with the balls. See, for me, I'm I'm a different individual. I like to really close my eyes and Get it all in.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: not concentrate, just let my emotions take me wherever they want to go. <laughs> that's how I really feel. Sometimes it feels like a massage, uh-huh. and that's what I really enjoy. I, I, You know, I work so much, so I enjoy just laying back and just letting it take me away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to think about, oh, look at her face sometimes. Oh, look at her. No, I just want to just, because sometimes when I look at you, it makes me come faster. Too fast, oh, right. I know, if I look I at your ass, it makes me come faster. So if I close my eyes, I could just really enjoy every in. movement, every stroke, Every feeling. But
1: what's the key? I think women want to know from a man, what is the key? What do you enjoy most? What specific act is the key?
0: I mean, for me, my favorite is... Getting to that point, so licking the balls and play, and jerking my dick. Then going to the, the penis and sucking my penis and playing with me. I like going back and forth. I like the feeling of about to nut, and then you're there, and then you go back down. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right. Then you're, like, you're working your way back up. It's like waiting for Santa Claus. You go downstairs waiting for Santa. Mm-hmm. Like, is he here? Is he here? He's not here yet. And Then you got to go back upstairs and go back mm-hmm. to sleep. I like that feeling. But
1: I like that. That's the reason why I like when we're out of town. Because right. then we have that time. To play, right. to escalate, and then to de-escalate, mm-hmm. and then every time I see you getting, like, worked up, and I'm like, no, 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 no.
0: Right. Not now. And then every once in a while, I'll slide one out on you. i would act like I, I don't feel it coming, and I just shoot it out.
3: Yeah, because not, <laughs>
1: and you take away all the context oh, yeah, cues yeah, yeah, yep, yep. and then surprise me. Yeah, Everybody
3: yeah. loves a little surprise, and a pearl necklace ain't never hurt nobody. There you go. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, I want to ask about, and we get a lot of uh, a lot of questions about this as well. Now, uh, everybody out there, we're answering all your emails. We're not going in, in specifics, but we're answering your emails as you can see. So, hopefully, you're getting a lot of uh, a great advice. Anal. Oh
1: yeah, great, fabulous.
3: Um, which which person, men or women? Oh, I was talking about women.
1: Oh yeah, well, we'll start there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> who knows where we're going to end up? All right, so <laughs> women recommended or not recommended?
3: uh but case by case consensual i i think
1: oh let's say it's consensual yeah, absolutely think,
3: consensual again so a couple things if you're with your partner you're monogamous um and you're not using protection um first of all you need to have a clean booty hole so you need to think about that it doesn't matter how clean you think your ass is there is going to be some fecal matter on that ass okay. so let's not go ass to mouth i know you see it in porn but let's not do it and let's wait 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 what do you mean ass in my butthole, and then a blow job.
1: Okay. And I just then, wanted to make sure that cuz I didn't know if you're just talking about oral sex, oral anal no, sex. No, I'm talking like you're talking anal about do not she means don't oh, do penetrate and then suck. And then suck. okay. Yeah, okay. That could right. be a, that
3: could be a we health risk. We have to be risk. clear. Okay. Okay. No, we do. I was you're confused. Right.
0: I was lost. Right. No,
3: you you thank you for correcting me. That and then um anal to vaginal anal sex that is a hell no and another quick thing that can result in what oh a lot of infections you're looking Mm -hmm. at bacterial vaginosis Mm -hmm. and that's when girls smell kind of like fish yeast infections are are highly likely and you have to understand the anus has a lot of um, bacteria and it's just not bacteria you want in your vagina or in your mouth necessarily right now I'm not saying oh my boyfriend wants me to toss his salad or my girlfriend wants me to toss her salad but I'm I heard Michelle Hope say that I can't do that no it's not that i'm talking about when you are penetrating right um the the rectum it, when you pull out you are going to get some type of, even if you can't see it you're going to get some type of um rectum so yeah. basically the recommendation is Wash. to end yep. with that yep you
1: know if you want to engage in other sexual activities and you know that I mean, anal that. sex you didn't know that well mm-hmm. the um it, mm-hmm. if, if it's going to be part of it leave that for the end because you don't want to engage in that activity and then have to stop and go and wash because then the whole mood would have dropped and then you're revisiting. And if you don't, then it can be a health issue. Well,
3: that, and if you're using condoms, like if you're going to do anal sex, use a condom and then change condoms. Right. right. Um, Also, I would really highly recommend lube because the anus or the rectum area, unlike the vagina does not produce its own fluid, which is why um, anal sex is putting you at higher risk for HIV because you'll get those small abrasions, the small tears Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. rectum. And then just the way um, the cellular makeup is in the rectum, it's a lot easier for it to take on bacteria or take on viruses. Mm -hmm. So you want to be really mindful um, I think that anal sex is great. Start with a thumb. Start with a finger. If you're trying to work, your, don't try to put a penis in your butthole like the first <laughs> one. No. It's, it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. And man, Did it hurt
0: like a motherfucker?
3: Yes.
1: It, <laughs> it, it like, well, no, it depended on the position. Okay. So the first time that we tried it, the first time that we tried it, we were very young mm-hmm. and it was an instant It was an instant knobby. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Then the second time was another no. The third time I said, you know what? I think that I need to be able to control it. Mm -hmm. So I was on top. Perfect. And we used, um, you know, a lubricant lubricant, and I was able to control the depth, the pace, Mm -hmm. the speed. And... I was able to take on your entire penis and it was fine. It was it was fine for me. But the problem was he was so concerned about hurting me that he couldn't enjoy it. I can't enjoy it. Because right. he was so focused on my face. Like, did she flinch? Right. Did she squint? What was that noise? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Is she just doing this to please me? He was too preoccupied mm-hmm. with my condition and how I was enjoying it, that he couldn't really enjoy it himself. And then the last time we were just in the wrong position, I was bent over doggy style and he was at full expansion and he, I was like, Oh Oh, hell no. No. Yeah. It was louder than that. It was like, hell no. Yeah, no. It was more like, F no. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I think it's it's a gradual thing. So first start with a finger. And wait, before we even do that, how about we have a conversation, right? I don't want women to be afraid to ask, like, hey, you know, I've kind of thought about this. And I also don't want men to be afraid to be like, hey, you know, um... Always blame it on something else like, hey, I saw in a porno this or I read in a magazine that women can find really good pleasure by this. Would is it pleasurable interested? for women? It can be. Yeah. It can most definitely cause women to reach orgasm. In um, what way? I. I OK. Physiologically. So, so when you think about the vagina and the anus, there is a really thin. Um, wall there Mm -hmm. and sometimes the idea of hitting that wall from the posterior or Mm -hmm. from the anus can be a totally different sensation sometimes what becomes pleasurable is really rooted in a feeling you've never had before okay so it's kind of this idea like oh my gosh I've never had that before but I think you really have to start with a finger um (laughs) and then you know my recommendation um from participatory research and or reading stuff is mm-hmm. to move on to like anal beads mm-hmm. um, and you can get anal beads that are really really small at the bottom and then they get bigger as they go to the um to the to the other end and what you want to do to use anal beads is um, slowly insert during um, intercourse slowly insert and then as the woman again this takes a lot of communication mm-hmm. because you want to be like okay um, this feels good this doesn't feel good less more but then and you want her to be able to say, OK, I feel like I'm about to ejaculate. And, and when she feels that way, you pull out the anal beads at the same time. It's going to be a ridiculous orgasm because it's just for the woman. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to be a lot of sensation or for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend that. But again, start with anal beads. And then if you feel like sex is something that you want, anal sex is something you want to continue, move up to a butt plug. I know a lot of people think... Oftentimes, when they think of butt plugs, they think of homosexual relationships between two men. But really, a butt plug can help you get your rectum to a place where you can take on a penis.
0: So, what's a butt plug?
3: Oh, a butt plug is like um, <laughs> sometimes it's shaped like a strawberry. You know, like a it's kind of looks, like a cone. Yeah, smaller like smaller at one end, wider yeah, at the yeah. other. So it's kind of like a V mm-hmm. at the bottom, and then the top looks like an ice cream cone, kind of. And then there's usually like a little stick and something you can pull it. You out stick of your
0: penis it. in the. Butt plug? No. no the oh, butt just plug it to goes make it, in. It, okay. I yeah. So it, okay.
1: you can stretch. That, yeah. To start, ah. Kind of like those earrings that. Yeah, like gauges. skateboarders yeah. oh, <laughs> where yeah, gotcha. you start smaller and then you just keep stretching the hole and getting gotcha. a larger earring. It's kind of like a similar idea. Gotcha, a- and gotcha, if gotcha.
3: you're a woman who wants to prep before your partner like knows you haven't really talked about it, you can use a butt plug during masturbation. Mm-hmm. So then you're just by yourself and you're trying to get yourself used to what it would feel like so you don't have that, oh shit, no, you know, mm-hmm. but that's totally normal. But because we're talking about this, I want to talk about Men who might find pleasure with anal play. Okay. A lot of times, people want to tell me, "Oh, use a faggot." First of all, I hate that word. But oh, use a use. G- g- I- oh, I- goodness! I mean, Sheesh. I just want to <laughs> keep it out there. Isn't that like that's worse oh, than ever? Like, so aggressive. <laughs> Wasn't
0: expecting that. A lot but of no, stuff comes out of your mouth today, but not that one, but gay.
3: Right, but a lot of people will say that to me, mm-hmm. or I'll be like, you know, that's gay. That's homosexual. Anything you do. If you are in a heterosexual relationship, mm-hmm. whatever you do with your partner who is of the opposite sex is still heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're into a little butt play, that doesn't make you gay.
0: I agree. <laughs> yeah, she rhymes on everything.
3: You know <laughs> like, and I, I oftentimes, and like what we have to remember is like, again, the prostate. The prostate looks like a golf ball
2: mm-hmm. with,
3: you know, how a golf ball has all the little divots in it. Mm-hmm. All those divots are nerve endings. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, and it's about an inch to an inch and a half inside a person's rectum. So let's It's either, only an inch to an inch yeah, and a girl, half that's deep. I'm, yes, girl. So- like your knuckle to where your knuckle is. All right, so go ahead, talk. I'm listening. So for men, again, um, like a little finger play r- during a blowjob. Oh, honey, that can take the blowjob from uh, near zero to a hero because you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna stimulate- <laughs> be a rabble, you. I know, right? All about sex. You're gonna stimulate that process while you're you know playing and giving um fallacio and it's just going to take it over the top. You know, you see a lot of skits, you see a lot of jokes about people having to get their prostate exam and mm-hmm. they're ej- and they ejaculate during their prostate exams. Oh no, I've never heard that.
1: I've never heard it. There of is any. there's
3: I mean there's a lot of I've read a lot of jokes She's talking and to things, different people than you know, we're talking to. Well, but here's the thing. I think that's because oftentimes our community and communities of color would never want to admit to being aroused in that space because we have this stigma that right. anything mm-hmm. with your butt
0: nah, means you're gay. See, I had my my prostate examined, right? Uh-huh. And I wasn't thinking anything sexual when he was sticking his finger <laughs> in my ass. And I know we see we share a lot, but that was probably one of the most uncomfortable yes. feelings in the world. Mm-hmm. Your know, ass all lubed up and he's checking to make sure you the, there was no hard, there was no erection. There was no sperm. There was nothing shooting out. But get me the fuck out of this doctor's office.
3: Sounds like an OBGYN appointment to me. Mm, Yes. That we do often. But I think that in the heat of the moment, you can, you know, explore that area and just be conscious. And I mean, I think tossing salad is great. I think that whatever you do in the bedroom with your partner. Yeah, I think everything is fair
1: game. Everything is fair game. I think everything is fair game. But now for the woman that inserts the finger... Do you need to curve it? Do you bend it? What should the motion be like to deliver the most pleasure for your male partner?
0: There's gonna be a lot of dudes after this podcast okay. is gonna get some fingers in their booty. Absolutely. But I
1: hope why you that- say so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but but hold on. but the woman, I'm just saying, ladies, you have to Talk to him first. Don't just do it because you may not get a good result because no. you don't know how he feels about it. So make sure that there is a communication process beforehand where he agrees. OK, yeah, let's, let's try. try this.
3: Well, and, and not only and I think that goes across the board. Are we going to try this? Everything.
0: I don't know about this. Can one. we try this? I'm, I'm all good with the tongue. I don't know about the finger. <laughs> well,
3: you work your way up to it. But God. I think that when it comes to sex, I think that the conversation part is so important because, mm-hmm. again, people don't often like to talk about their sexual traumas. Mm -hmm. some people have blocked it out and you don't want to do something and you never know what could be a trigger to somebody that's why you know I hear people be like when you hit it from behind just stick your finger in a booty hole yeah let's not do that without permission (laughs) because you don't know don't nobody need the case no one wants to catch a charge and nobody wants to lose their lover because they didn't communicate prior to Um, but for a man again I'm going to go back to the idea of a blowjob you're giving a blowjob the prostate you'd want to also, I have very long nails. Do not Edward oh, scissor no. hand someone's ass. Like I am not yeah, somebody. Yeah, because with those pointy nails,
0: you stick that. Oh in somebody's po- Oh my goodness! You no. know, I'm, I'm giving
3: you a biopsy. There like you go. Let's, yes. let's not let's oh. not do that. She said I'm taking but, flesh away. Exactly. <laughs> like you know, um, so you want to? You would two things. One, the scrotum. Underneath the scrotum is the perineum. You would want to kind of massage with your index finger, then slowly insert. And then it's almost like massage with your thumb, the uh, perineum, which is the space between the anus and the scrotum. And then you can slowly insert Mm -hmm. your um, index finger and kind of massage um, the perineum with the thumb and see, and you know, again, the conversation is important because you want to give them some prep time. Like Mm -hmm. let's face it, you know, that, that's an exit. So, so you're saying
1: massage yep. with the pointer. Yep. And then slowly
3: mm-hmm. insert and then use your thumb to kind of rub that perineum because
1: that's where your scrotum. What is. I've heard is kind of similar to what you said regarding women receiving oral sex and pulling the anal beads out. Mm-hmm. I heard that when a man is about to ejaculate, that's when you remove yep. the finger slowly yep. and yep. that results yep. in a very heightened yep. orgasm.
0: Yep. No, no. Now, we we talked about women pleasing men. Mm -hmm. Now, what about men eating vagina? Slobber. Slobber. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and, and I think focus on the clit, suck on Slum. the clit, pull Ooh. the hood back. You want to pull the labia back to expose the hood because the clitoral hood, right? The reason that is there is because there's so many nerve endings and it's kind of trying to protect those nerve endings from, from being exposed, ways to exposed and
1: going into like a frenzy. Yeah. And, yeah. and
3: similarly to men that are uncircumcised, right. the foreskin, it's mm-hmm. the same kind of concept. So men that are uncircumcised sometimes have um, more sensitive uh, penis mm-hmm. tips. Um, but I think that don't be afraid to lick the vagina. Um, I love it. Or, or excuse me, I have heard that <laughs> women enjoy it. when. Um, don't want to tell on myself now. When when there's some suction, you know, there are now certain toys out there that can repl- replicate mm-hmm. Um oral pleasure and they use it's like a air technology air pulsating technology so it's sucking on the clitoris a little bit cause the clitoris is where it's at Mm -hmm. you know someone once told me all you got to do is make the man in the boat stand up well make him stand at attention honey cause I want all that pleasure and I just (laughs) I mean that that's from what I have read Okay, that is is what I have heard a clitoral orgasm
1: is amazing Mm -hmm. but I'm blessed in the sense that I can have both. I can have an orgasm from intercourse Mm -hmm. and a clitoral orgasm. I personally prefer an orgasm from intercourse because... I feel as though it's it's a deeper it's a deeper orgasm. You know, to have someone on top of you where you're climaxing, you're pulling them in. I just feel a little bit more embodied mm-hmm. during that kind of. Well, it's more
0: of a connection. Orgasm during I mean, yeah. that we're connected. I mean, like I, I, I always say, like your your vagina feels like it's a. Uh, it's almost like a cast on my penis. It's just warm. A, it just a ca-
3: fits. A cast. It's like yeah, it. it's just it's <laughs> it's like a glove. Fit, like
0: a glove. It fits just like a glove. It's like uh, a glove. Like I feel like I'm am a baby coming out the womb. It just feels all warm and moist. It just is <laughs> the most amazing feeling. And then you know it's it's more about of a connection too because now we're connected. We're mm-hmm. looking at each other. We're feeling each other. Where you know the energy is great. Mm-hmm. And you know and you're grabbing my ass. I'm grabbing your ass. And I'm biting in your ear and you bite in my ear. And okay.
3: You know,
1: what? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
3: I, was, I, I <laughs> always, I <laughs> we, we all place. lost. I also think that don't, don't be afraid to use your fingers when you're giving women oral pleasure. I think mm-hmm. that a combination mm-hmm. of penetration yeah. and oral pleasure is really good. And um, I think variety is good. Yeah. Spit on it. I don't want to be spat on some. Well,
1: ask first. But. Yeah. And I know a lot of, Females like it. I know men love it. Mm-hmm. I know you like that. Yep. You know, I personally, personally, don't want that. I just like for you to do what you do. But you think the nastiness of it is kind of something that draws women in or draws men in?
3: I, I mean, again, I could be talking way too much on, on you know, perceived preference or personal perceived preference. I, 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 don't I think wanna... a lot of people love that. Yeah, I don't yes. want to speak for anybody else, but I will say that. Um, I think some women are also embarrassed. Like, I've heard people talk about oh, I don't like getting oral copulation for whatever reason and I think that that goes back to the fear that their vagina doesn't look right or yes and another thing doesn't taste right doesn't smell right doesn't ain't right yeah your vagina is not supposed to taste like pineapple or mango or strawberries Mm -hmm. it's a vagina now it shouldn't (laughs) taste bitter similarly to seminal Mm -hmm. fluid you are what you eat you're worried about the way you smell you're worried about you know um, the way you taste I people always like drink lots of pineapple juice and you're gonna taste sweet lie too no, much, it's not true. <laughs> too, too much sugar in a woman's system can give you a yeast infection. Right. Uh-huh. So water, 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 and fresh fruits. Like you're not going to dole and buying a bunch of pineapple juice and like, mm-hmm. oh, my man is coming in town this week. Or my girl, is she finna go down on me and I, I'm finna drink all this pineapple? No, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, it's about what you eat. If you eat too much garlic, you're probably going to smell a little right. bit like garlic. Gotcha. Um, but I think to remember that it's a vagina. It's not supposed to have a smell necessarily. It, you know, it could have an aroma, mm-hmm. but it it shouldn't smell. Don't put, don't douche. Douching is terrible for oh, you. Oh yeah. Don't wash. That's like the, an old idea, though. Douching. People, people think, still douche. Oh, people still douche, and they still like I spray that feminine spray. Oh, really? And all of that. Oh no. The vagina is self cleaning, and at different points in your menstrual cycle, your vagina is gonna smell differently because sometimes you're ovulating, sometimes you're not ovulating. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some studies that show when women are ovulating, they have a higher likelihood of orgasming, orgasming more frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's because your body is designed for, for that, right? For that. Mm-hmm. It's It's designed. There was a study done where they followed strippers for uh, three months. I know that study, and they found when the women were ovulating, they they made more more. money. Yep, because Mm. our
1: bodies actually change. It was actually it's because of the pheromones.
3: Yes, that attracts
1: men to us. Yes, so you're giving off more pheromones, and men are
3: subconsciously picking up on that and being more attracted to you.
2: Mm. So love your
3: vagina smell. If it's, I mean, it shouldn't smell rancid, but Mm. you know, vagina. should smell like vagina. Well,
1: now, let me ask you a question. We did talk about orgasms, but what would be your best advice to help women achieve orgasm? Because the vast majority of women, I think, on a regular basis are not achieving orgasm. So they're at a deficit. What would be your
3: advice to combat that? Masturbation. Because you to learn themselves, yeah. Yeah, You first have to learn what you like. Yep. Before you connect somebody else too, Mm -hmm. and and um, again, research shows us that women that are are struggle with orgasms with other people um, when they've been put through some coaching Mm -hmm. and some and given some time they found that they're able to achieve orgasm um, for the first time with self-pleasure but I think that again with there's so much stigma and everybody has sexual trauma and it doesn't have to be sexual assault Mm -hmm. here's a quick story I have a friend who um, never used a vibrator she got to college her boyfriend got her a vibrator she went home on holiday she had the vibrator with her Um, her her mother went in her room, found the vibrator, and she comes. She came from a very religious home. Mm-hmm. And her mother destroyed the vibrator, mm-hmm. like took a hammer to it. And when she got home, the rabbit, because it was the rabbit, right? the little part that's the rabbit was sitting on her pillow. And everything else was broken apart everywhere. And then the mother told the father and like the siblings about the situation. And my friend never... To embarrass her. Yeah. And she left... Home that night, stayed with a friend. It didn't go home for six months. To this day, she will not use a vibrator. Really? So sexual mm. trauma can come and it doesn't. It's not always about physical. You right. know, mm-hmm. you could have had one lover that was like, "What kind of fucking blowjob was that? That was terrible." You right? And so that's yes. why communicating gotcha. respectfully is is important. And then that woman will never want to give a blowjob again. Mm-hmm. Or. You know, every time I go down on you, my throat hurts. And then that woman will be like, oh, it's something. We internalize. Right. And when it comes to sex, we will internalize. A
1: lot. Well, insecurity will dictate mm-hmm. a lot of our mm-hmm. sexual behavior. Well, our behavior in the world, period, but for, you know, this case in point for our sexual behavior.
3: Yeah, because it's so intimate and, and you know, if you were raised in the church or you were raised around a very conservative family, it can really impact how you view um, sex and your own sexuality and it really can inhibit you from experiencing you know, pleasure and orgasm and just Sexuality in the way it should, because sexuality is a complex part of who we are as people. It it it, mm-hmm. it tunes for the um, psychological physical, cognitive Mm -hmm. and like psychosocial and emotional perspectives of of what makes us whole people. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're not in a space where you can um, really unleash that or you have all these barriers up because of previous experiences, you're never going to be able to have great sex. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes I find with women who are struggling with orgasm, when I dig a little deeper and I ask questions about what they were taught about sex or Mm -hmm. how sex was has come to uh, how they've come to understand sex in their lives. There's often something crazy. Like I went to Catholic school or I was called a whore before I even had sex. Mm -hmm. And then they're not able to really tap into their true sexual self, which sucks. Kind of like shackles. Yeah. Cause what Mm -hmm. we don't understand is if we can't tap into our authentic sexual selves, we're not really being our authentic selves.
1: Right. Because sexuality is... Such a big part of who we are as human beings. Yes,
3: what we wear, how we present ourselves, mm-hmm. how we shake somebody's hands, um, and 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 I think that again, my quest is really to help people better understand what sexuality is, because for far too long, people of color have been hypersexualized mm-hmm. in the media, um, misrepresented. Um, we've not been allowed to explore what kink is. If if people of color are into kink, then they're they're freaks, they're weirdos, mm-hmm. they're sluts. And it's like, but why? You really believe that? I I only believe it because I get so many correspondence and everything, right? from mm-hmm. people. I mean, I think that the three of us just sitting in here, the love fest, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I think I need a cold shower. The love fest <laughs> is so real. And you guys are so open. But there is a huge majority of people out there who have never had appropriate education around sex and sexuality right because they have to
1: self-educate and they have to figure things out and mm-hmm. they rely on sources that are ill-equipped Porn. to yeah. give them this information and that's why you know You know, one of our earlier episodes, we talked about educating our kids Mm -hmm. at home, you Mm -hmm. know, because I wanted to make sure that they get the right information and then they can grow their sexual lives as they become adults Mm -hmm. from that because they have the right information.
3: Yeah. And it should start at home. Right. But unfortunately, parents are not always equipped with accurate information because their parents didn't give it to them, they didn't get it in school mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. then they're uncomfortable because they're, and here's the thing technology has moved our society at a pace in which yep. we cannot even keep up Right. Um, you know, and, and so these kids, if your kid has a smart, don't be fooled, you might say, oh I don't let my kid get on social media well, <laughs> at the lunch table they're right. on all their friends social medias, or they're they, gonna get it yeah, whether you allow them or not So the idea of trying to give them a context. Don't be afraid to have a conversation with your young person about sex and sexuality. Please encourage your young teens to masturbate. Studies show you oh. encourage a young person to well, that's masturbate. It will prolong. Hold on. Yeah. Long.
1: Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to you- make this real in my mind as okay, you are talking. Well, go ahead. Show. It's tough. I know. I
3: know. But studies hey, Maddie. show. <laughs> if you, I mean, go
1: masturbate. Let me show you.
3: Let's let's not let, maybe not that, but I think that there is. Because little kids touch themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's when it starts. Parents kind of chastise their child. Don't do that. No, it shouldn't be don't do that. It should be you can't do that in public. <laughs> that's something you do in your room, mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Nobody else should touch you. Mm-hmm. Um, if it feels good to you, great. But you can't do that in public. Now,
1: we're very open. And like I said a second ago, I'm trying to make that real in my mind. Like, what would that look like? Me pulling Madison or Logan aside and saying... You know something. Oh, you wouldn't Fis- pull
0: Logan aside. I would have to tell. Logan. I could.
1: I could pull Logan aside and talk so, to him to about him go that. Tell him to jerk off. I mean, I could. Well, do you have to use? We that have language? that kind of relationship. <laughs> like, like, I,
3: you know, I, always talk to him about his language. I'm like, can we use can better? Be like, I know sometimes better
1: terms I to know, communicate our thoughts, ideas. Yeah,
3: I know sometimes it feels good when you touch yourself. That's a cool. That's fine. Can you do that in your room? Can you do that in private space? And, and it doesn't need to be prior to puberty. This is These are the conversations, these are the tough conversations parents struggle with, with. That first wet dream. You know, a lot of times parents don't recognize a wet dream for a young man is the equivalent of a first menstrual cycle for a girl. Mm. Because that is when puberty has taken effect and that is when sperm is now mature enough to fertilize an egg prior to that the sperm was not mature enough that first men's, that first um wet dream is mm-hmm. is this so it signifies the yes. same
1: thing in yes. the male body as it does oh. in the female body but we
3: don't we don't celebrate it mm-hmm. and i think that if we're gonna we, have a party it, it sounds weird <laughs> That's crazy. it does sound weird but i from, and i might be again an outlier but if we honored that and let young men know you do realize now you're a man And you can end up getting someone pregnant. So that means there's a huge amount of responsibility that comes along with that. So let's sit down. Well, that's an
1: important conversation. That might be a good segue into talking about wet dreams. I don't know how I would really talk to Madison about masturbating, though, and encouraging it.
3: It's awkward because in the United States we're not accustomed to that. But again, studies show it will... Masturbation will prolong abstinence. I think the
1: reason why, and we're very open in our house, Mm -hmm. Um, the reason why I think that it might be strange, just as I'm thinking about it right here in this room is I think it would embarrass her. Of course. You know, the other conversations that we have are more educational. I'm explaining to them. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you take into consideration this might be something she's already done or might be thinking about doing or, you know, because nature does take its course and... That is where your little hands kind of wander you know when you're you're a young teen or even you know approaching puberty or just having had reached puberty you know so I'm just trying to think okay well how would I do it where it doesn't embarrass her where she's not looking at me like okay mom I know we're close but not that close but now you're like this is it's so taboo exactly that's the thing the Mm -hmm. masturbation for a teen like in her mind she probably doesn't even want me to know that she's even thinking sexually yet so to approach her with that, I think would um would be a little strange. But
3: you can do it. Blame it on something else.
1: Yeah, hey, you, you find a segue exactly. You hey, know,
3: you know. I heard this podcast the other day, or the other day somebody wrote. You know, you I was know, reading something. Yeah, or I, I had, had somebody send us a definitely letter. Definitely
0: would want dad around. No, no, you couldn't be around for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I like for you to be around for most things, but I wouldn't yeah, want you around nope. for that because it can be it can be shameful. But you know, I think that's the perfect word. Yeah. I do think that a young girl may f- feel ashamed that she does it because it's not normalized because it is
3: taboo. Exactly. Right. And we it's have to, way to put really it. shift that because right. I've worked in a lot of classrooms across the country with mm-hmm. high schoolers. And, you know, sometimes I just look at them and I'm like, so clearly you guys are having sex. Are you enjoying the sex that you're having? And they just sit there blank stare, blink, <laughs> blink. And I'm like, if you don't like it, Why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. And then they sit there, blink, blink. And I'm like, if you don't like it, you should not be doing it. And then it's like light bulbs come off and they're like, oh, well, maybe I I shouldn't be doing it. And Mm -hmm. then I also often tell them the sex that you are having right now is nowhere near as good as the sex you're going to have when you're my age. Mm -hmm. And just really. And the thing is, is a lot of times no one has ever said that to them. Right. Right. They're getting all this information. They're watching videos. They're watching television. They're watching Love and Hip Hop. People are talking about, I got this many bodies and I made her squirt. And nobody's saying, listen, if it doesn't feel good, you should just stop. That. Absolutely. Um, so giving them and in Europe, it's very normal for young women to be exposed to um, masturbation and talk to their mothers about the first time they had sex. And oftentimes, you know, tradition is like, did you like it? Was it enjoyable? And I know I see your face. You're like, what? But the reason is, is because there is definitely a connection between pleasure and consent. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't like it, we have to give these young people, especially our young women, the language to be like, I don't like this, right. therefore I don't want this. But let me tell you something. Most females,
1: particularly younger females, don't really stop to consider how much they enjoy something. They are so geared to please and mm-hmm. their ability to please solidifies them as a woman mm-hmm. and it gives them a good portion of their worth. Mm. So
2: uh, it's how difficult. do I tell
1: this story? Um, I'm just trying to think if I should tell this story. What? Mm, something. Oh. But I think mm. that if we, sh- um, let me tell you a story. So my daughter comes home the other day and she's at a friend's house and. Don't tell the story. Don't tell a story. Nope. Okay.
0: I'm not gonna offline. tell the story. No, you know what? Cause I don't know if her friends listen and I don't wanna her friends oh. I don't, her friends don't listen. listen. Just in case. well some of her friends do listen. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. She told me some of her friends listen to the podcast. Okay. They yeah, don't tell her story. I know what story you talking about.
1: Okay. Well then I'll I'll leave that out. But my point is we that tell her
0: when we take out that school and put it in another school.
1: <laughs> okay. My, my point is that I think that now young girls are starting I think the culture is changing and now girls are starting to assert themselves and say you know what the guy isn't the only one that's supposed to enjoy this I'm supposed to enjoy this too Mm -hmm. and I just remember thinking back to when I was you know 16, 17 18 I think I fell into that bracket where I was more interested in pleasing than you know having my needs. Met right. or being satisfied myself. I championed myself when I felt like I did a great job.
3: Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, you know it's different now. I think that you're right, but the unfortunate part of girls being more um exploratory and demanding um they are pleased, a part of me wonders if it's kind of superficial based on what they're seeing in media right. where women are like, Well, if he doesn't do this, then he didn't do it right. It or, could be so, it could be superficial. Because I often wonder like do you really like what are you really feeling like mm-hmm. do you now I have worked in in some spaces where young people have been very articulate mm-hmm. about their experience mm-hmm. Um and they've asked questions like why do I shake or mm-hmm. why do I and that's that those questions are great. I'm like well you're shaking because you're you've orgasmed and your muscles are contracting right um, and I always get really interested when I hear young people ask those questions because they kind of need to know Um, because again letting young people understand the human sexual response cycle can increase their knowledge of their bodies and like oh well when I'm with so and so I get a little hot maybe next time I should take condoms Mm -hmm. because when I feel hot I know we might start kissing and one thing may lead to another Mm -hmm. so
0: well what an episode (laughs) thank you Michelle Hope for joining us
3: no problem anytime
0: now tell people how they can get in contact with you, if they want to follow you, holler at you, and all that good stuff.
3: So you can find me on any social media under M H Sexpert. My website is www.mhsexpert.com. And I'm always open for questions, coaching. I come in. I do some really fun house parties with people. And oh. So, yeah, you can reach out to me. And hopefully you guys will will come. I'll come back and we'll talk some more mess. Absolutely. you <laughs> yes. know we should
0: do that one time we should What's do that? like a, a sex party like invite couples uh-huh. over and then invite Michelle over and do some fun stuff
3: oh okay, my I goodness like I have some really fun stuff for you homemade homemade dildo we could do so much <laughs> All right.
0: enough Upset. alright well appreciate you guys for joining us I'm yes. DJ Envy and I'm Kia Casey and we are the Casey Crew toodles